Welcome to Family Features, a podcast for anyone who wants to experience healthy relationships within their family. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and I'm honored to come alongside you to encourage, educate, and equip you as we focus on the different relationships that make us family. Let's get started and focus on today's feature. Hey there, welcome to the Family Features Podcast. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and today I'm here with a friend of mine, Sovan Penn from Portland, Oregon. So thanks for having me. Good to have you here. Thanks, Corey. Looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us more about you and your life and kind of what you do for a living and your family. Yeah. So um, I, I I was born on the East Coast, uh, East Coast uh, mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C., grew up uh, as a pastor's kid. Uh Upstate New York, Canada. We moved around a little bit. Uh, my my parents were missionaries in in Thailand on the border of Thailand and Cambodia for oh, wow. uh, just a year, and then we had to come back because of some some health issues my dad had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moved moved out to, to Southern California for a while, and then m- made made my way up to to Portland, Oregon uh, after college. Um, and then met my wife at Multnomah. Uh, it, it used to be called uh, Multnomah School of the Bible, Multnomah Seminary now. So I thought I was going to be here for a year, but have ended up <laughs> st- being here since 92 after meeting oh, her. Wow. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. So we, uh, our anniversary, our 27th anniversary is in May, and we've got three kids. Neat. And yeah, so you uh, have one that's one kid that's launched and one that's in college and one that's still at home. So you're kind of, yes. Yeah. They, they were four years apart. So, it, okay. you know, a one, one uh, child in, 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 in uh, high school at a time. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's well-planned. <laughs> yeah. So that's how it turned out. How old, for, were, you, for... how old were you when you were in, were in um, overseas in Thailand? Oh, uh, uh, 11. 11. Okay. That's a pivotal time. So I bet you have some memories of that. Yeah. Um, while my folks were there in Thailand, my sister and I, we, we were sent off to a boarding school in, in, in Malaysia at a missionary kid school for like four months at a time. Uh, it was, it was great. Uh, the, it was a great school, you know, lots of fun, uh, lots of activities and um good good friendships and um i I, i've always liked school so it was fun it it was it was almost so so much fun we it was it was hard it wasn't too hard to be apart from our folks they would sit us down weekly to like write a letter to them um so that, that, (laughs) that, that that was yeah that was a that was a good time and uh so what did you go to college for would you major uh, so, in college? Yeah. Well, um, so from the time I was a child, I wanted to be a surgeon. I wanted to be a doctor, medical doctor. Really? Yeah. Oh, and so I, I was studied biology uh, at USC and uh, was pre-med. And uh, I, I was hoping to be a, a medical missionary. So I always looked up mm-hmm. to the medical missionaries um, uh uh, that my my folks knew um, and you know that we met in in Thailand and so thought about doing that and you know going going to Africa and practicing medicine. Wow. Uh, um, 
and but um, and my wife was pre-med also she, she went to university oh, of portland awesome. and so that was kind of like the thing that brought us together and that's what we thought we were going to do like that was the the goal the dream of our, of our life together uh but didn't didn't work out to, to get to medical school so i changed gears Mm-hmm. And uh, I went back to seminary to, to I was thinking of being a, a hospital chaplain um, or, mm-hmm. or, or an army chaplain. Uh, I've always um, had a heart to help men uh, uh, be, 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 be solid uh, men, solid uh, husbands, solid fathers. Um, so, you know, I was thinking about working with, with guys in, in the military, um, but then uh, taught the counseling a bug taking the counseling electives going through uh, uh seminary so instead of doing a mdiv degree i i, I took the a pastoral studies degree and then went on to western uh, seminary for a counseling degree nice and then you've been doing counseling for how many years uh f- 15 years uh here here in portland and uh did private practice for a little bit um and then when uh, a new day counseling center opened up, uh, we, it's a counseling center on the campus of Western Seminary. Um, I, okay. I joined uh, that that group um, and I've been there for, I think uh, I think this is year eight or nine uh, there. You're doing both now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, so a half of the week I do uh, counseling uh, there mm-hmm. uh, uh, with a new day counseling uh, center. And then half of the week, I, I'm a health coach with uh, Kaiser Permanente uh, HMO. And, right. Uh, so that's, yeah. good. that's a variety, which you're seeing a whole, like a variety of people as well. Yeah. Uh, this, this month I've uh, been working for Kaiser for uh, 21 years. Um, I started, okay. I, yeah, I started out in the, the uh, sleep lab, uh, mm-hmm. uh, working with folks, uh, uh, on their like CPAP machines and with sleep studies. And then, uh, and then for almost seven years worked mainly with, uh, insomnia, uh, patients. So, uh, doing groups and one-on-one meeting one-on-one with folks that have the different types of insomnia. Interesting. And so you're still, you're not doing that now. You're doing more of the health yeah, coaching, the, the right? health coaching. With yeah. Fiber. Yeah. I still talk to people about sleep every day because uh, sleep is so much of a part of, of uh, how we're doing with health and it influences our mood and motivation so much. So. Yeah. Which I, before we started recording, you, you mentioned about like how we're moving because of this pandemic, how our sleep has gotten so messed up. Yeah. Well, besides the stress and isolation, right emotional disruption to our sleep uh just the disruption to the the way we we live daily and weekly or mm-hmm. with um work from home um or folks uh their their work uh decreasing or, or losing their jobs mm-hmm. so then um not having to wake up for a seven o'clock team meeting or not having to wake up at five in the morning to do the commute um so folks tend to sleep in, um, and which has uh, made bedtimes later. And, and sometimes yep. it starts the other way, like sometimes not being able to get to sleep for different reasons and staying up too late and then sleeping 
creeping in and sometimes it gets into a vicious cycle like some people they've drifted like a from 10 p.m to like it keeps creeping to midnight and then one o'clock mm -hmm. and have worked with some folks like they're they're completely flip-flopped they're they're going to sleep at four in the morning Whoa. you know four or five and sleeping until 11 or noon i know our family's definitely changed our pattern since march we we stay up later we get up later mm -hmm. um, it's messed with our our sleep clock if you will and right. those hours of sleep are critical for our health so yeah you have a lot of fascinating experience in that area what are you seeing lately though with your private practice clients in terms of um, just how they're handling in marriages and just a day-to-day -day single um, just the stressors yeah the uh th this past year I've, have met with more uh marriage uh or with more couples uh, mm -hmm. more, more couples are coming in to, for, for help the uh it, it it's good it, they're coming it's, it's good that they're coming but it's sad that it's increasing right yeah and and it's uh, just the 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 stress and the strain i think has has just been has made communication and and conflict resolution harder and uh even though uh, like more time together um you know, so, so so sometimes that's like, oh, this this is great. Like this is the most time we've spent uh, in in years. Like since we were like dating or engaged. Yep. You know. Yep. Um, uh, but some sometimes uh, being busy outside of the home with mm -hmm. work, uh, and then just hobbies for self care, like the gym, and uh, you know, uh, even going to church uh in uh uh in person uh has has yeah sometimes that time apart uh helps uh with the the dynamics in in the relationship and so much time together can kind of like reveal some some weaknesses um or, or growth areas in the the relationship um, it it makes healthy communication vital and very, you know, because you, you, you got nowhere to go. Um, you have to deal with, with stuff. And so sometimes unresolved things have, has, have risen to the surface. Have you noticed that? What about, for, I have, yes, yeah, yeah. very much. Um, kind of, it almost exposes some couples do amazing working together, working at maybe a, a job together, but I think most couples really need that time apart. To then be able to come back together so it's definitely exposing what about singles what have you seen with single adults and yeah this year the 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 pandemic has just been is real has been really tough for for uh single adults uh living in portland um mm -hmm. for sure uh a, a lot of the the folks that i see are referred uh from from churches here in town and so uh, a lot of them are struggling with the loss of, of in-person community yep. of, uh, the ability to, um, uh, go to a small group or a community group. Yep. Excuse me. Which is really important. We need more of that. And that's kind of one of those things that I'm just beyond frustrated about with 
we need that community, even if it's Zoom is better than nothing, but there's just something about being in the room with someone, just being in the presence of someone else, physically in the same um, space as someone else. Yeah. So they're struggling with isolation. Mm -hmm. They're, um, uh, the, so they're not getting the support they usually get. So right. struggling with low mood or discouragement. And then uh, like losing the sense of progress that they're like moving towards something. And just that groundhog day experience of yes. like, there, like there's yes. nothing to look forward to, like trips yeah. or because uh, a lot of um, folks, they're like, oh, I have the weekend to look forward to, get to, mm -hmm. to see my friends, or uh, have a trip to look forward to, like, once a month, or yep. getting out to the coast. And it's just like, boy, like, the weekend feels like the weekday. And, and I'm just spending five hours, eight hours a day on my phone. Um, yeah, that's uh, another big one, is the really influence tough. of our phones. Yeah the uh so zoom fatigue is, is real mm -hmm. um and the uh so, so helping my clients uh with with healthy rhythms and healthy habits has has been really helpful and then also just ex exploring uh, uh having uh, um still like a sense of purpose uh uh, setting short-term and long-term goals uh, mm -hmm. to, to work on so that they um, yeah they they can have more of a sense of fulfillment with how they're spending their days um, so every day doesn't bleed into the next every week feel right. the same when even the loss of for so many the loss of graduations the loss of like mm. post season of some sport ceremonies weddings that have been short you know down to like 20 people oh yeah um, those are gonna we're gonna see the repercussions of those later because we need those times of celebration that we've kind of lost and then the other side funerals oh like yeah we've seen lack yeah. of funerals lack of funerals lack of, of um uh, the the ability to be with their loved one uh while they're they're sick or passing away um, that that's been really sad. So, um, be, besides the isolation um, and uh, kind of the anxiety uh, of of, be, of being kind of trapped, feeling trapped, uh, it, just dealing with grief of like the loss of all those things, like um, the ability to to celebrate uh, things. Um, you know, the pandemic like uh, affected the way we could celebrate uh, Christmas. And Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, oh. Besides, uh, like time with family, um, or the ability to travel to to be with family, but the whole all the the fun events that are involved mm -hmm. with this the season, like going to the grotto, uh, like here in town, the, the festival of lights, and um, mm -hmm. or or Christmas concerts. My my kids, um, growing up, they've all been involved with music, and so Christmas time was always. Uh, involved choir and uh, orchestra and even yes. like theater performances. So, um, yeah, the um, 
work uh work from home um uh having that separation of work mm-hmm. and then ho- home means something else it feels different but now being at home it feels like i'm at work um there's um there's no clear separation sometimes and i've even seen the suggestion of having a commute a fake commute so you wake up in the morning go get in your car and you drive or go for a walk and you walk and then you come home which is your office do work and then you do it again at the end of the day and it's like that's not a bad idea it's actually kind of trying to maintain like some semblance of a morning routine Mm -hmm. Um, mm-hmm. uh, can, can help, uh, and s- some folks, they, they, I, I heard this phrase, like going to the, the gym as my commute and, uh, yes. and, and, and I love that. That's a best making the best, uh, making the best of it or making lemonade out of lemons. What is it? Is that the right phrase? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the uh, so, so, uh, kind of you using that time instead of just filling it with, um reading the news more time on your phone right yeah more time on your phone that's what it yeah always be filled this last year before the pandemic and and i was glad uh uh and before new year's resolution i tried to trick myself to to not like make a new year's resolution for exercise so so (laughs) i i i started daily exercise uh in december Mm -hmm. um nice and then and then went went a year every every morning um Nice. Exercise. Um, and, wow. uh, except for like three, three or four days on vacation. Uh, and, uh, and then, uh, even though I missed those mornings, I still exercise later that day. So, um, uh, went, went a year, uh, with, with daily movement. And, uh, so that, that, that was, uh, fun and, and it was really helpful. Uh, I, and you did I've that never- this past year. Yeah, this, right? this this past year. So. I've actually gone backwards on that. For me, I'm I have moved so little because I'm doing Zoom or I'm seeing clients that and teaching mm-hmm. online or yeah, I can feel it in my body that I'm not exercising enough, I'm not moving enough. And yeah. so we each have our different areas we're probably doing really really well in and areas we're not. Like my marriage is amazing. I love like we're better than we were ever have been. Mm-hmm but then not moving enough. So each, each person and each couple and each family is kind of stuck in some areas and yeah. do really well in others. Right. So it's good yeah. that you're a coach and a counselor doing, working with some different sections of people, different kinds of people. Yeah. So half of the week I do couples counseling and then, and then mm-hmm. counseling for mood, mood disorders. And then the other half of the week, it's mainly health behaviors. Um, yeah, physical activity and healthy eating and things, things like that. Who are, who are those clients? Yeah. So like what kind of, yeah, th- those folks get referred from their, their doctor. Um, okay. And so they, they might talk to their doctor and, and they'll do some blood work and, and realize that their, their blood sugar level is, is creeping up and they're, they're at risk for getting diabetes. So they'll mm-hmm. get referred to, to learn about how to eat, uh, 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 reduce carbs in their diet and then that's uh, awesome and heart healthy uh, diet or, or to lose weight. If they tell their doctor, they, they want to lose weight. We, we, our department helps 
with that. That's so great. I didn't have that back when I, um, I spent my twenties and thirties in hospitals. Um, I have Crohn's disease. And oh, so yeah. when doctors, doctors basically telling me, take this drug, this is your life, deal with it. They never, ever would go to the nutrition topic. Oh, and finally yeah. I got help somewhere else through mm. someone else who was a nutritionist to taught me how to watch my diet and to, and so I'm living great now. Yeah. Not on any meds, no surgeries. I still have Crohn's, but it's because of someone like you that actually helped me learn about health and nutrition and movement and marriage is important. Loving your job is important. Yeah. So, yeah, the, uh, in our department, it's a, the health engagement and wellness, uh, the department. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, in our department, we have dietitians, uh, and uh, we, Kaiser also has nutritionists and dietitians. So mm -hmm. once, once you learn in the plan, uh, like th these are the things you should eat and these are the things you shouldn't. And it's like, oh, but but how do I stick to that plan? So yeah. the, the, the coaches we, we offer su support with that. And, uh, that's, so and great. that's, yeah. And then also you've, you're a dad, you're a husband, you got these two different jobs, but along the way, at the same time, you've been writing a book that you hope someday to get out there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So the 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 book that I wrote is is about parenting. It's a mm -hmm. black belt parenting, and nice. uh, it's the, the I I I started writing it kind of tongue in cheek, uh, like uh, like kind of the working idea is that this is a mm -hmm. parenting book. Uh, for people who don't read parenting books. Um, nice. So th this is a, a book for uh, for a, a dad who eh, may not really be interested in reading a parenting book, but they might be interested in reading about MMA, uh, mixed martial arts, and uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu training. <laughs> and uh, right. and so that. Uh, I've been uh, training in, in martial arts for uh, 25 years. Um, even further back, if you count to the the year I, I took karate in nine or two years, you know, nineteen seventy eight uh, when I was a kid. <laughs> awesome. um, uh, but awesome. it's been you know a life lifelong uh, interest, and uh, so uh, got my uh, black belt in in kempo karate and and taught uh, karate for a few years at at, at our church yeah. in, in Portland as a as a ministry awesome. um and then uh trained and competed in mixed martial arts for for a few years and so and and have have coached uh martial arts so uh taking principles uh from uh martial arts uh, and applying it to um empowering and and uh, your kids and, and and parenting uh uh them it's, I want to read it. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fun. It, 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 the main, some of the main ideas are, are, uh, uh martial arts is, is a, a development mm -hmm. and there's different stages. There's just, there's different belt levels. Um, mm -hmm. and not only are kids developing and, and growing, uh, in, in their ability to, to face the challenges of life, but parents develop 
Yeah. Uh, you, you know, when 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 you, you, the first baby hits the scene, you're you're a white belt, and you definitely feel like a white belt. Uh, oh, yes. Most people do, unless you, you you've were first born and you helped your parents raise your your younger right. siblings or did a lot yep. of babysitting. <laughs> um, uh, but especially dads, um, mm-hmm. like a lot of dads, uh, they may n- not have changed a diaper a- at all un- until <laughs> that they they have their first child, and so feel uh, lost. Yeah, and uh, so. Uh, martial arts it uh, a lot of it is learning how to manage fear and anxiety and and being brave um Mm -hmm. in the face of danger and uh uh being a parent uh, being a mom being a dad requires a lot of courage too Mm -hmm. um and learning how to breathe and relax and uh not react uh, out of, out of fear, uh, but staying level-headed and calm, and uh, and using the appropriate appropriate amount of strength for the, the situation is is uh, something that martial arts Great. can can help yes. with with parenting and uh, with uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu it is a form of martial arts that involves grappling. Um, What's that? Uh, or, or like re- with like wrestling. So, um, mm-hmm. so instead of punching and kicking, it involves m- more um, using different techniques to kind of control uh, your okay. opponent, the pin or, or uh, su- submit them, uh, with, make them give up. Um, and uh, the, uh, so it's very close quarters. Like you have to be very mm-hmm. attuned uh, to, and, and, uh, be re- really aware to the different shifts and, and balance and things like that. And that's, that's another uh, thing that we need as, as parents is, is learning how to be empathetic and listen and attuned to our, our, our children. Um, and just in the same way, when you're sparring or competing with uh, folks in martial arts, you have to adapt to their different styles mm-hmm. and strengths and size and, and yep. speed. Uh, as parents, we have to adapt to our, our kids' different temperaments, their 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 uh, personalities, uh, the way they they see things, the way they respond to different mm-hmm. uh, types of of uh, training and and uh, communication. And so, uh, it's it's very much an art um, uh, and and a science. Martial arts is, is a, a, an art and a science, and and yep. uh, and parenting is an art, and, and there's some science to it. it too. Oh, I can't wait to read that book. That sounds amazing. So, yeah, the um, hopefully free up some time. It it might not be until I I retire already <laughs> from my day <laughs> job, uh, but but our, shelves, it'll be it'll be the right time when it hits the shelves. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Neat, neat. Yeah, so you're, I mean, you're at, what you said, 20-something years with Kaiser Permanente. Yeah. And then you've added the the private practice. So it's we need to see kind of what you do and how you keep, keep you know, growing in your, because now you're adding podcasting. So you actually now have a, you have a podcast coming out soon too, right? Yeah. The, I'm, I'm excited for the, 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 
the podcast because uh, I, I'm I love hearing people's stories and people's testimonies mm-hmm. of uh, just how they they decided uh, what career they they want to path they want to take or um, mm-hmm. how they've overcome challenges in their in their life. Uh, I think it's kind of like from martial arts. I, I kind of like the underdog. Um, nice. I, yeah. I kind of like, you know, people being brave and, and kind of, yeah. um, you know, being stronger than they realize. And so. Uh, What's the title? Yeah. The podcast is the, the courage coaching and counseling podcast. So courage coaching and counseling podcast. Yeah. Awesome. Can't so, wait. Yeah. So gonna interview folks about their stories about how they were courageous in life and and hopefully inspire and uh, uh, encourage folks to to be more brave with with the things Wonderful. that they're they're thinking about doing like doing a podcast or writing a book <laughs> you know um, or um, uh, or starting Career a family choices. you know yeah starting a family things like that um, but but also gonna interview uh, coaches about their specialties and what they help people with and, and, and counselors. Uh, but, but I also want to have conversations um, with folks, uh, church leaders about how uh, church leaders and, and, and counselors can work better to, uh, to help folks who are struggling yes. uh, with emotional health and kind of reduce and I think that's a big... stigma. Yeah, that's a big where we're at with post when we get to this post pandemic. That's going to be crucial. How can churches be redemptive when it comes to mental health and talk about stuff? There's been way too many churches with a stigma of you you need to pray more, you don't have enough faith, and they're very very dismissive of people's mental health states. So I think this is going to be critical. Uh, for churches to have tools that they can reach out and grab, whether it's books or resources or people. Um, so the more yeah. you're able to expose those to other people, the better. Yeah. You've seen this as a couples counselor that very often mm-hmm. couples come uh, after struggling for a while. Yes. And and I think part of it is um, it, it, it can be hard to talk about um, when you're struggling as a couple, it would be nice if, um, and, and I know a lot of churches do have this, but like having marriage mentors, um, Mm -hmm. and ministries that help uh, families, uh, with healthy communication and and resolving conflict before it gets to the point where like, you you really need a trained professional (laughs) to help, uh, to help. And be proactive uh, instead of reactive. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've always kind of said about like parenting classes. The only place you can actually get a parenting class in our culture is if you get in trouble and you're sentenced to some parenting class by the state. And I'm like, that is terrible. Mm. Churches that have parenting classes, we should, every church should have them. We need, none of us know what we're doing as parents. <laughs> mm. It's an experiment. Yeah. Yeah. So being able to come together and brainstorm and um, whether it's training or whether it's even a support group, it's, it's life altering. So yeah, my, my wife, mm-hmm. my wife and I just started a, a marriage class, attending a marriage class at, mm-hmm. at our church. And it's fun because it's, it's scheduled from eight thirty to nine thirty PM. 
on a Tuesday. And and I'm guessing like, oh, it's it's so because everybody's so busy. It's like when when the kids are tucked in, like we we've yep. got like an hour <laughs> to like work yep. on our marriage. Uh, so that's funny. That's that's short. Wow. That's, I'd have a hard time doing a doing anything that short of a of time. <laughs> yeah. It's uh right. It, it's uh it, it it we we just went to our first week. It, it went fast. Um, yeah. Uh, but even just like a small moment to to carve out to focus on each other and and work on marriage yeah. and and connect. Um, yeah. It was it was fun and and yeah. of course it like leads to more right conversation yeah. and connection. And that's the goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it it's it's the same thing with with counseling. Right. Mm-hmm. Like going to marriage counseling one hour a week or, or every other week, like that's not what's going to repair your marriage. Nope. <clears throat> no, it's going to be what you do between. Yeah. 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 Well, great. So you got hopefully someday a book. So hopefully you can give us a website one day. You have a website though, don't you? Yeah. It's uh, savonpen.com. Uh, and uh, I, I write about, uh, counseling and, and marriage uh mostly we'll, there we'll have that linked here and um and then we'll have a link to your new podcast and uh, that'll be debuting here soon so next yes. few weeks yeah so wonderful thank you so much for coming on to the family features podcast and i definitely look forward to further conversations and seeing what you do as well with this yeah thanks thanks for having me Corey. it's, it's great, great talking to you yeah pleasure Thank you for tuning in to the Family Features Podcast. It has been an honor to serve. Find out more about Dr. Gilbert and his resources for you and your family's growth and success at healinglives.com. And if you think you could use some support along the way, be sure to book that call at bookdrg.com. One more thing, if you found this helpful, please share this podcast with others so that we can change the world.